0: David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
1: We sure are, and you know that we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. We might even talk a little bit about swinging once in a while. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because...
0: Well, great sex matters. And we all deserve it. We
1: sure do. And today we are privileged to tell you that this is our two hundredth episode. We've had over three hundred and fifty guests and we are approaching nine hundred thousand listeners. And we have a really special show for you today. <laughs> we have a, a guest who is the guru of the gurus when it comes to sex education. And just hold on, we're gonna introduce you to her in a second. But um we'll tell you a little about a little bit about the show, and we want to know. If you're missing that playful, sexy fun that you had when you first got together with your partner, are you longing for some of that excitement that connected you in the first place?
0: Or perhaps you're wondering how to reignite that spark and fan the flames of passion, especially these days when we need it most. So on today's show, we're going to discuss lots of fun ways of how to create surprise, joy, and pleasure within your couple as you spend more time together during isolation.
1: Absolutely, now I know you're on the edge of your seat, but just hang on, we wanna tell you about our top waterproof blanket, because right now, more than ever, everybody should continue to have great sex but if you're fed up with sleeping in your in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex then you need one of our top waterproof blankets it's 100 percent waterproof and leak proof and guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets
0: from messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new And you don't even have to leave your house to get one simply and safely go to amazon and order yours today search top waterproof blanket that's top waterproof blanket great sex starts now
1: and just before we get on with the show we are so excited to announce a new partnership that we've put together with alt playground they have over 20 years of experience and success as a regional lifestyle site And now they are expanding their reach and including many amazing lifestyle resources for open minded folks. So join us today in celebrating with them and heading to their website, altplayground.net. That's altplayground.net. A L T Playground.net. Go check it out for yourself. We know you're going to love it. All righty. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And like I said, this is our 200th episode. You know, we are Carol and David and we are so excited to welcome back today's mega special guest.
0: Award-winning author and holistic sexuality teacher, Sherry Winston, is also the founder and executive director of the Intimate Arts Center, and she's been empowering couples to enjoy better sex for a whole long time. She
1: sure has. <laughs> All right, Sherry, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you have so many things you're doing while you are self-quarantined and self-isolated, but welcome and for joining us here on The Sexy Lifestyle.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be back, and uh, absolutely happy to squeeze you into my so busy schedule right now.
0: <laughs> we are so happy that you did. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your current situation at home in isolation.
2: Oh yeah, well, I'm here with my husband, and uh, in our little uh, cocoon is what I'm calling it. We're cocooning together. Okay. We're not. We're not quarantining. We're cocooning. I like that. Um. And yeah, I I thought it was an important reframe for me, and I've been sharing it, and I found a lot of other people are kind of responding to that Mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. Um, So the two of us are here with our three cats in our nice-sized house, and uh, in our little privilege bubble. with everything we need except, uh, you know, no other people. (laughs) Just the two of us and our three cats, and um, it's got its pluses and minuses, Mm -hmm. right? For sure. uh, I'm I'm very grateful to have a loving and supportive uh, partner. Uh, So
0: that, and it must sound a little strange to to be. It must sound a little strange to be talking to everybody about your husband. That's a new situation for you.
2: We've been together over 14 years, but we did just get married at the uh, uh, last fall. I guess just in time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, it's funny to, yeah, be, uh, have a, have shifted that yeah. even though, and and it's, you know, some ways it it's different, in some ways it's not. So, but we have been together for 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, and we're both of a certain age. So we we have all of those normal challenges of long term relationships and aging, and now we're cocooning. Just,
0: you know, <laughs> now you're cocooning together in our
2: little cocoon.
0: <laughs> that is so nice. Yeah. It's so nice.
2: And uh, yeah, you know, and I think also, um, you know, we we talked a bit before the show about the extra stresses of dealing with being in the midst of this pandemic. So, you know, also dealing with the things that everybody's dealing mm-hmm. with right now, mm-hmm. uh, fear and anxiety and, and, and grieving and heartache and, and, um, you know, just uh, those challenges, which had such another deep layer of, Stuff that you've got to get through in order to get to intimacy and eroticism. Yes.
1: but have so have you found are, these have,
2: are hard times in ha, some ways?
1: Have you found that you and him have gotten more intimate and more erotic and had more and better sex?
2: It's varied. I mean, we've. It's how long has it been that we've been in this I don't even know what month it is. Um it's been I think a week, at yeah. first, mm-hmm. at least, maybe more like. I saw this coming and I started early, (laughs) but, um, I think at first I, I think we did because uh, for uh, any number of reasons, you know, we had some more time. He was, he had been, had been working outside the house for a lot of hours. And so at first we did. And now I think we've sort of fallen a bit more into the slump of, um, you know, every day kind Mm -hmm. of being this sludge of time that (laughs) goes by like really, like weirdly, like all of a sudden it's, you know, it's like it's it's May.
0: Right, absolutely.
2: (laughs) So I, yeah, so I think it's also easy now um, for just days and days and days to slip by. And so we've been talking about, you know, ways, you know, trying to schedule some dates and, well, that's, and do some that's things. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. More,
0: uh, yeah, we're going to be talking yeah, about all of exactly. that today. So let's just get started by, how, how about if you remind us a little bit about your journey and how you got into this whole realm of sexuality and really what makes you that wonderful guru that you are today.
2: Oh, thank you. So, yeah, I started out uh, as a midwife, as a, a women's health care provider. And I got the calling to do that when I was about 20 years old. And so I spent the first two and a half decades of my life really dedicated to helping women birth their babies. I also, along the way of learning how to help women birth, started to understand that many of the things uh, I was learning about birth were applicable to sex. And it it took me a while to realize that. You know, through my 20s, for me, sex, had gotten better, it was easier to have orgasms, get turned on, I learned lots of skills, but it literally was over 10 years before I realized because I was teaching women uh, how to have the most awesome birth possible, I had unconsciously been teaching myself how to have better sex. Mm. So things like learning how to use sound and, and breath and imagery and all of these different things I was teaching. And so I had a real you know, epiphany in my early 30s where I realized, oh, gosh, I've been training myself, and uh, this is unusual, and, and you know, my vagina can do amazing things
0: that, <laughs> yeah. that
2: uh, I didn't even realize it could do. I thought everybody could do those things. Okay. So, yeah. So at that point, I went, well, let's see if I can make it even better for me personally, and I started going... To classes about Tantra and Taoist sex practices and Native American sex teaching, just all this stuff, you know, modern contemporary sexology. And at that point, I thought I was just doing it to help myself have better sex with like my partners. And uh, lo and behold, I was finding all of these things that were super useful to me as a midwife, also. I began to realize it's all one thing, it's all conjoined. It's uh, we have a baby's bliss and bonding system. Mm. These these not three separate systems, but one interconnected, brilliant, you know, intelligent evolutionary um, uh, complex to help us do all of those things in the most amazing way. And uh, and then when I retired from birthing babies somewhere in my 40s, I. Began teaching more and more about sex, and the next thing I knew, I had this enormous curriculum <laughs> about yeah. sexuality, and and I spent the next couple of decades teaching people how to have amazing sex, and
0: and, and it all started with you um, wanting to know more about your I own body.
2: Today. Well, I think I've always been curious. I mean, honestly, I um I was very blessed to have a mother who was. Uh, an early feminist who brought home the first copy of Our Bodies Soul mm-hmm. and, you know, handed it to me when I was, what, 12? Mm-hmm. And I read it cover to cover. <laughs> fascinated even then by, um, you know, my body and other bodies and what they could do and sex and how it works. So even way back then, I was already fascinated. You know, and then I was so... Lucky to have come into the world of, of body work and holistic healing and alternative healing and home birth and all of this stuff that's outside of Western medicine. And then, in order to get all of my degrees, jumped into the world of, you know, Western medicine uh, and that education and started to see all the places it was the same and it overlapped. And, you know, when I was learning about, um, you know, the nervous system, and then I would say, oh my gosh, this works this way, and this is just how they describe it in Tantra, but with different language and so forth, so I've just been on this learning journey for a really long time of putting it all together and and coming out with this model of it that's really integral and holistic, and that's, that's how I'm I'm still always learning. I mean, that's mm. never done.
1: Now, over the, over the years, yeah. you you are not just a student and you are not just a, a sexuality coach, but you are also one of the people out there, one of the trailblazers who've taught lots of the present-day sex educators how to teach sex education, correct?
2: Well, I've certainly been doing it for a long time and have had lots of people in my classes who then went on, um, to become sex educators and so forth, and I've, I've also I've done professional trainings also as well to try and help uh, people who are healthcare providers learn how to um, help people with their sexuality. So I've, I've had my fingers in lots of pies over the years, and and I have had lots of students. So mm-hmm. I, um, I think that that's true. And also the the work I've done around female genital anatomy. Um, which, believe me, I stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before me, um, but then took that information and so really brought it to the next level. And, and so that was and still is something I'm very proud of and passionate about people discovering what's really there, how it works, how it connects, how to make it happy. And that's uh, something that I hope you know, continues to ripple out into the world.
1: I think along with Trailblazer, the word humble belongs in Jerry Vincent's repertoire.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. There are a number of books that you've written, including the one that maybe you were referring to, which is your Vulva Wise, where you really teach the anatomy of the vulva to people who just, like myself included, when we had our first interview together, I was still blown away by the stuff that you taught me in that one hour we talked that I didn't even know my whole life. So yeah, you have done some amazing work.
2: That book is actually, throw in, that's Women's Anatomy of Arousal, Ah, yes. Secret Maps to Buried Pleasure is the
0: title. Yes, absolutely. That one is amazing too. And one of the things that we are going to be touching on today is about the spark of passion that's in our relationships that, you know, does die out after a few years. And maybe you can explain a little bit why that happens, especially when we're not working on it on a daily basis. But why does that happen?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting how we are constructed, but one of the Uh, systems we have is the one that's responsible for that falling in love or falling in lust new relationship energy. And there are are literally biochemical systems that underlie that experience that cause us to have those heightened responses and, and intense feelings. Now, there's Way more to it than just biology, right? There's also, you know, our upbringing and our, you know, templates of love and just a, a bunch of different things. But that biology underlies what's called limerence, which is that feeling of falling in love or falling in lust. It's hard to say. Um, the biochemical that's really key to that is uh, something that we make for a limited amount of time. And for most people, the absolute outside mark of us making that is about four years. Mm, Okay. Uh, It actually falls off earlier than that for a lot of people. And so what happens after that time? How do we – can we reignite that chemical system? Can we supplant it with other systems? Because often the, you know, two to four-year mark is – is when we have to transition into a a different kind of love relationship or end that relationship and move on to another one if we're Mm -hmm. serially monogamous. (laughs) And and for, for those of us who've chosen to have more than one intimate partner relationship, that's kind of bit, that's almost like a little shortcut to getting that system reactivated, right? If I have a new partner, And I get that system reactivated, then I can bring that yumminess home and shower it on my old
0: partner. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs)
2: Um, Right? Now, here we are in our cocoons where we don't have that uh, opportunity or most of us are going to choose to not be having outside relationships. So how can we, the question becomes, can I re-spark that um, and, and find that again Without um, being able to go out of my cocoon, and how do
0: I do it? Right, that's right? the question. That's the big question. Yep, absolutely. And we're asking you that question because yeah. you're the one who's going to give us the answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll just—I don't know that I have the answers. I can tell you things that might work for some people some of the time. Might work for most people most of the time. And um, everyone's mileage is going to vary. I do think the sort of foundational key, it starts with awareness and mindfulness Mm -hmm. and communication with our partner about, uh, you know, uh, I would love to be able to have our sex life get better than it is Mm -hmm. or even better than it is. I wonder what we could do to reignite that spark. And then having conversations about what may work and then running experiments. Um, for example, some people um, working, playing with fantasy and role play is a great way to spark newness and novelty and adventure and those feelings of, of you know, excitement that comes from something new and different. Other people, that's that's not going to be their path. Um, Some people, the path is going to be maybe more of a more physical and embodied. And it might be um, taking the time to explore giving each other massages and um, and finding new ways to touch and give pleasure. Neither of these are mutually exclusive, right, but right. I think it's important to not go, oh, there's just this one thing that would work for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to be open to lots of different ideas. Bring in your partner, bring in your partner. Michael, you know, well, I think, you know, doing more fantasy and role play would rock. And, you know, I might go, well, I'd love to do more massage. I really like the body stuff. Right. And maybe we can find a fantasy role play that is, is, it includes the body stuff. Or that we can take turns, um, let's play your way on Tuesday and let's try my thing on, on Thursday. Yeah, and absolutely. then uh, taking the time to talk about it. How did it go? What worked? What didn't work? How can we do it better? Let's play another game. And and uh, gamifying it, yeah. as it were. Yeah, how can we make this a, a fun, playful, pleasurable game and not like, a oh my gosh, now we have to do this really hard thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think
2: that's an important framework. So, um, Mm -hmm. Sherry, we're
0: just going to ask you to hold that thought for a moment. And we're going to remind everybody that we are Carol and David Mm -hmm. and that we are talking with sexuality teacher Sherry Winston, all about keeping the passion in your sex life. We're just going to take a quick break for a quick commercial and we'll be right back after
1: this. All right. So we want to tell you about a new product we've discovered that helps improve your sex drive and a whole lot more. We've been using Somaderm Gel for a few months now, and wow, what a difference it's made in our daily lives.
0: Somaderm is a transdermal gel that naturally optimizes human growth hormone, HGH, and supports our body's stress response system, which we all need right now. From improved libido to better stamina and beyond, we've also noticed less joint discomfort, better sleep, and an overall feeling of well-being.
1: Yeah, this amazing gel has improved our life as well as our sex life. And we all want better sex, right? So go to TheSexyLifestyle.com for more information about Somoderm Gel and order yours today because...
0: Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it.
1: Alrighty, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we welcome you back to our 200th episode. We're having a super special show with sexuality teacher award-winning author Sherry Winston, and we're going to continue our discussions about keeping our relationships sexy, spicy, and hot.
0: Right, and you touched on a, a spot earlier in our discussion all about keeping it fun and playful and digging into our uh, childlike playfulness. There you go, that was a good one. Um, that can really help us when we're feeling stressed and help us in a way to get our relationship back you know, spicy and hot, but in a fun way. So let's continue on that note, Sherry, and uh, tell us a little bit why it's important to get rid of that stress and keep it light and fun.
2: Well, I think, again, now more than ever, when we're already feeling, you know, depressed or anxious or stressed by what's going on, the last thing we need is a feeling of performance anxiety or stress or fear that we're going to... you know, displease our partner or not live up to some kind of idealized standard. So, letting go of those thoughts and ideas about how it should be, and instead seeing if you can move into what would make it playful, fun, easy, and uh, and sometimes I think it's important to, to acknowledge. You know, having an intimacy date does not need to include sex mm-hmm. what if we just have a cuddle date um, you know that might lead to sex it might not but sometimes it's even taking that pressure off or um, you know if we decide we're going to play with uh, some kind of a, a role play game or something and it just doesn't go where we think it's going to go or where we thought it would go or we want it to go, or our partner is just kind of like, yeah, it's just not working for me, to be able to kind of go like, all right, well, let's just play another game. So not making it mean like, oh, it's a disaster, or derailed, or I'm I'm a failure, whatever. So this is just a wonderful opportunity to notice if those kinds of things come up and let them go for yourself, for your partner. And uh, just be like, you know, like kids are when they're playing games. They're just like, let's play this game. And then, you know, eh, it's not fun. Oh, right, well, let's play a different game. Now, so Sh- that's the now, Shari, that's a framework that I think is important. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go just a little sideways here because you brought up a really important point and And you, you brought up stress and we brought up, you know, the coronavirus. But can you just get into talking about stress and the the effects or the the negative effects that it has on not only a person but on a couple and a relationship if you don't do your best to get rid of it and, and how that stress actually eats away at that good stuff, that fun stuff that you want to have and how it overpowers it.
2: Yeah, well, you know, stress, anxiety, fear, resentment, uh, irritation, um, all of those things are like the the opposite of an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. They make it harder to get turned on, harder to have the, uh, the oxytocin, the, the, the love pleasure hormone um, surging through our bodies. It's harder to, to get to orgasm or um, even get aroused when we're feeling those things. And again, I think the more we just pressure ourselves, um, or pressure our partners, the harder it is to feel the intimacy, the connection, the love, the lust, the passion. So again, starting by acknowledging it, not making it wrong. These are real feelings that most of us are having, more or less, different um, you know, times of the uh, you know, even different times of the same day. Um and, and boredom. I gotta throw boredom in there. So it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that and then maybe take those extra steps, not to just try and like, oh, I'll snap my fingers and I'll, I'll go from being sad to being excited, but to to think about and talk about what is it that I need to help me reduce that stress so it'll be easier to go into pleasure and connection. Right. And start to identify that. Again, it can be different for different people. And then, you you know, what, what helps you? You know, doing some stretching or yoga or putting on some music or singing or taking mm-hmm. a shower, mm-hmm. maybe taking a walk if you have a safe place to walk, or sitting outside, uh, doing some body work, breathing together, doing some eye-gazing, watching a, a silly, light-hearted movie, cuddling, all of these things are different options. But, but you know, tune into yourself. You know, and, and maybe identify the the top three things that work for you, and then find the top three things your partner really needs. My my partner needs to he's a word person. He needs to talk mm. stuff out. So let's figure out a way that you know every day I make sure we're taking fifteen minutes to thirty minutes for him to just talk about this sure. stuff that's up for him. Sure, absolutely. Right. Whereas I might be a more right physical person. Make sure we take 15 or 30 minutes every day to touch me, to touch together, to make mm-hmm. sure there's touching, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then when we're, when we're meeting that need for each other, we're helping reduce that stress. We're feeling seen. We're feeling heard, held, the stuff that we need. And then we can really start to look at each other and try and and go from there into that into the pleasure place. So I'm not expecting to skip over it, Mm-mm. but strategizing what's going to get me from feeling uh, depressed and sad and freaked out to feeling loved, connected, and and giving and getting pleasure? So yeah. We can get there. Yeah, We just need to
0: be smart about it. Right. Now, in these unprecedented times, we're all feeling all of those things that you've just mentioned, even if we have never felt those things before, but the what you just talked about as a resolution or a, as a way to... Uh, combat it. It's something we can do at any time, even if we're not in a pandemic. This is not just for pandemics. <laughs> this is for everyday types of stresses as well.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully we're going we're gonna to learn things that we will take with us for the rest of our lives
0: mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. this experience. Yeah, absolutely. But now we know, based on what you said earlier, that the way that we can get that spark back into our relationship is by creating some type of excitement. And you had mentioned even earlier, trying fantasies or talking about them, at least sharing them, pushing boundaries and, and and maybe even role play. So let's talk a little bit about how that works to to add the spark.
2: Well, anything that's new, anything that's Um, I used to use the word novel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) novelty, but I don't know if I want to use the word novel so much anymore. (laughs) But anything that's new can be exciting, anything unexplored. And so I think um, this is a wonderful opportunity to um, go into your own erotic toy chat, (laughs) as it were. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and think about, well, there's, you know, what in there have I not shared with my partner? What could we share together? Um, it could be trying to find some porn to watch together. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be sharing fantasies um, that you haven't shared before. Although I just want to say it's so important. If you're doing this, to do this in a no-mind-crime mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big sign that I have on, the, you know, inside my brain. No mind crime. Nothing that goes on in my mind or my imagination is bad or wrong or a crime. Now, it might be that it does or does not turn my partner on, mm-hmm. um, and what's in his, uh, you know, mental, emotional toy chest may or may not turn me on. But it's important not to shame. Or, or blame or diss your partner in any way for what they come up with. Just to kind of go like, oh, that's, that's interesting that that turns <laughs> you on. Uh, be an in inquiry about it. What is it about that that turns you on? Um, how could we incorporate that? You know, it could be that I could say, well, I feel uncomfortable about that, um, and yet I'm willing to give it a go. At the same time, also recognizing it's okay to have our own boundaries and to be able to go, I feel really <laughs> uncomfortable about that, that. I I don't think I want to go there.
0: Right. But we can um, still talk about it, but I not, but might a, not want to do it.
2: I might not even want to talk
0: about oh, it. Oh, I see. Okay. But
2: that mm-hmm. might be okay. Maybe we can find something in between. There mm-hmm. might be things I'm willing to try um, to actually do. And there might be things I'm willing to talk about, but I don't actually want to try. And it's important to make these distinctions. Mm-hmm. There might be things that are just over the edge for me, and that's okay to mm-hmm. say that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be everything.
0: Let's, let's um, just move on to the good things, right? Everything. Yeah, let's just try something else that we yeah. both enjoy. Or
2: maybe we can even find, yeah, or find something in between. That's a little too much for me. But if we we could go a step or two in that direction, not all the way. Um, or just recognizing, yeah, that word, that fantasy, that idea just is just a yuck for me. Mm-hmm. I totally get it's a yum for you. It just it doesn't work for me, but I'm not gonna I don't like to shame you for it, but let's let's see if we can find something that would work better. So we've got this whole spectrum of responses, but that are all loving and respectful. Where we're never looking at our partner and going, Oh, you're disgusting for thinking right, that or right. wanting that or fantasizing about that yeah. so so that's the that's the hard limit of our you know of our love bubble where whatever is shared is shared and in a loving way even if we don't want to go there
1: yeah that outright no that is just it's just not a good word now I, I know we were just talking about watching porn together and doing some role play let's let's turn the corner a little bit and talk a little bit about the alternative lifestyle. Let's talk about if someone wanted to discuss a threesome, getting a bit into kink, maybe getting into swinging where we have been for 12 years now. How does one partner bring up that discussion? And we know um, and when it comes to that swinging discussion, the world thinks it's the guy pushing the woman, but you know we've been in it so long and we know that when it comes to adding people into a relationship, more often than not, it's the woman who has this desire to explore a little bit more. How, how does a couple bring up that discussion and, and make it positive?
2: Well, there's the, what are we doing right now in the middle of a pandemic? Because in the middle of a pandemic, it's probably not no. it's just in terms of uh, safer sex. Yeah, exactly. Um, and health issues is probably not the time to actually go out and... Um, and have new sexual partners.
0: But it might be a good uh, time to talk 100%. about it. Right. It might be the great time yeah. to talk about it because we know it can't happen just yet and you can get a good feel for, with your partner of what you would or would not want to participate in. Uh, I guess that's kind of where we are in this particular situation.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think again, bringing it up within a safe framework, whatever you need to do to create that, but it might be saying, like, this is something I fantasized about and I'd love to share this fantasy with you, and we can, if if you like the fantasy that turns you on, we could play with it in our fantasy role-play life. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. could be that we're fantasizing about that third person and what that person
0: is doing. Well, that's kind of where we are at the moment. And bring that in. Of course, we're swingers with no other partners, so we're fantasizing about it almost every time we're having sex. We are. (laughs) It's a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. actually.
1: And, And, you know, Carol loves double vag, okay? And we've done it with many guys, and we've had threesomes and the other night she was like just in the mood and obviously we can't get another guy here so we just took out a toy and we did the same mm-hmm. thing and we imagined you know a past experience where we had this nice guy and we had some good skin on skin and you have to make the best with what you have and you had a massive orgasm mm-hmm. and you squirted oh, yeah. it all over the place and th- th- when you can visualize and think about it because we spoke about it before Um, it's just a whole different situation. You're adding a bit of role play into something that might, for couples who haven't tried it, become something in the future when we're allowed.
2: Yeah, and again, I think these are the important things to discuss. One thing I think is super useful for couples is talk about our sex lives while we're not having sex. Mm -hmm. So rather than in the middle of sex play, just bringing up this imaginary third person (laughs) (laughs) to throw your partner is to have a conversation beforehand and go, this is something I fantasized about that I'd love to share with you while we're, while we're playing. Do you think that would work for you or would it work for you if it was a real person or a celebrity or a made up person? And we can get very specific because it might be fine to have made up imaginary person join you, but not so good if If it's the neighbor imagining your best (laughs) your best friend (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so so having that conversation while you're not having sex agreeing on what you think will might work or will work um knowing it hey in the actual moment it may or may not Mm -hmm. um and then checking in afterwards what worked what didn't work what could we do differently and also being very clear and those conversations right now at this point, I'm not thinking about actually doing any of those things. At some point in the future, I'm we might want to, and we can have that discussion then. Right now, I'm just in the fantasy realm,
0: right? And, and just that's making that important.
2: clear, yeah, so that can make it safer. Yeah, and uh, and I do think that's a great way to introduce the idea. Yes, at some point when we're not living in a pandemic, that. Mm-hmm. um, uh, people want to explore opening their relationships mm-hmm. in different ways. It's, mm-hmm. It can be a great way to start playing with the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you actually go do it, the reality so is going to be really
0: different. Yeah.
2: But you'll, <laughs> but you'll have it's some okay. foundation.
0: <laughs> That's okay too, yeah. right?
2: And and if you're experienced in having these conversations, then whatever comes up, you can deal with it. Right. Right. Whether it's new toys, new partners, new techniques right? As long as you can have the conversations and be loving and open and understanding and not shaming your partner and uh, listening and being an inquiry, those tools will work for anything anywhere you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw in also aging okay. because if we don't have skills to talk about, wow, my body's different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things that used you- great just are not so easy anymore or it takes longer to get hard or longer to lubricate or longer to get to orgasm or it takes more stimulation these are normal changes of aging and those same skills of being able to communicate about what's working what's not what's changing um what maybe used to turn you on but isn't so stimulating anymore Mm or what you you know, what you need now, those are important skills. And again, these are life skills. So what a great time and place to develop them so you're going to be able to, you know, keep your sexuality going in the form that works for you for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, for sure. And even if you're thinking a little bit about some type of kink, adding a little bit of kink into your relationship, I mean, this is a perfect time to pull up the, the trilogy of... Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, review what you see, what you like, talk about it there. I think mostly it was ladies who went to the cinema to watch it. But when you're home with your partner, make him watch it too. And, you know, you can just review what what they're using and, and bring up the conversation that way. And if you want to just be tied down, maybe even with a soft scarf or something, or even tickled or blindfolded, those are small ways you can add a little bit of kink or BDSM into your relationship in a very small, easy baby step.
2: I agree about the small easy baby, baby steps. I will just mention 50 shades of gray did not model good consent and communication.
0: Okay. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's I, I kind of meant which I, toys they were I using, think, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I,
2: I, I have to throw out though that if we're going to be doing something even if it's something simple like a blindfold uh, I think a blindfold is a wonderful toy and a great thing to bring in to sex play. But, you know, for someone, that experience of having a blindfold on might cause them to feel freaked out or, or anxious. And uh, so anytime we're bringing in anything, it's great to have the communication skills. You can let your partner know whoa, this is freaking me out.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> this is
2: the opposite of what we're going for. Um, and uh, and have that be okay? So having things like safe words or, you know, good communication and feedback skills, whatever we're doing is going to be important. And I'll just say, I, you know, this is a, an old, old thing that happened to me. But for many years before I was in this world, when I was a midwife, I thought the world of kink, was all about pain and uh, submission in a bad way. Right. And at some point, somewhere along the line, a lover said to me, yeah, but what if, what if I tied you up and then did things that you love that pleasured you? And it was like, just like like,
0: oh. A light bulb whoa, went off. That's an option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, when you don't yeah. know what you don't know. Right. right. That's what happens. Right.
2: Yeah. So at that point, I sort of like, oh well, well that sounds fun. I could do that. So I think for a lot of people, kink has kind of moved out of the closet or out of the dungeon somewhat, but still a lot of people are very confused about what it means. And uh, the same with power play, um, because as a good feminist, I used to think, oh, it's just awful that anyone would be submissive. And at a certain point, I was kind of like. Oh, what if I change that to the word surrender, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I love to surrender to pleasure. That's an awesome thing to do. So uh, for anyone who's interested in exploring any of this, there's wonderful resources out in the world now. There's books and, and online classes and all kinds of things. And, in fact, about pretty much anything sexual, there's wonderful, you know, virtual online education, and that's a great thing to do together that will give you a really good grounding in communicating about it and what types of things it could include. The same with, you know, tantra or any energy sex practices or uh, just physical touch or understanding your sexual psyche. It just is a great time to be learning that. And that's a great thing. You can you can watch it together and then do your home play
0: together.
1: For sure. Together. Yep. And, and one of the things yep. I, I wanted to bring up, and we were talking about it before and we used the word boring, but Carol and I have taken the time to slow things down. And if we're getting into new mm-hmm. stuff and we love learning stuff and even when we're fucking or I'm eating her pussy or she's sucking my cock and we're having some great sex... We've taken the time to slow things down because really there's not very much going on in our lives. So why would you rush through something? So if you're getting into the discussion about anything alternative, into kink, what you like, what you don't like, take the time, put it aside, discuss it. And then when you're going to try it, take the time, slow things down and, you know, enjoy it and find out what's good and what's not good and what makes you feel pleasurable and and if you do like a bit of pain what's good uh, with the pain and you know and if you're just gonna do some regular fucking on the kitchen counter well take your time slow it down because the slower you do it the better it is
0: absolutely well all of this is really great stuff let's just take a second right now to remind everybody that we are carol and david and we're having an amazing discussion with author and sexuality teacher sherry winston and coming up next is our favorite segment Great Sex Matters.
1: All right, and we want to invite everyone to join us at Hedonism Two Resorts in Jamaica. We're going to hopefully be there in December 2020 when everything is, I guess, not getting back to normal, but getting back to a new normal in this world. You know, Hedo's going to be celebrating with all their loyal guests, and they're going to have some amazing rates, of course, fantastic food, and all the sexy entertainment, their staff, of course, us and the great guests. It's going to be one of those feel-so-good-to-get-back-home-again events.
0: Yeah, so just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to stay informed about all the sexy open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world.
1: Absolutely. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. This is our special 200th episode with the amazing Sherry Winston. And now we're going to get into our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because...
0: Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, Sherry, let's get back into that discussion we were having that David came up with an amazing point just to basically, to now that we have time on our hands and there's no excuse, that we just have to slow it down. Not just life, but slow down our sex our intimacy and our connection between our couple.
2: It's such an important point, and I I can't I couldn't possibly agree more that it's it's maybe that one of the number one pieces of advice. Enjoy the journey. I think a lot of our cultural programming around sex is about getting to the goal and the you know getting to intercourse and getting to orgasm, and it's like let that go. Enjoy the moment. Take your time. Explore. Expand. Slowing things down is is so potent. And you know, just in terms of uh, sexual technique, um, you know, erotic mastery that we can develop over uh, our own instruments. Um, taking uh, some time to breathe deeply, slowing down the pace noticing what's going on is amazing and uh I think most people find when they start slowing down <laughs> that uh it gets better and better.
0: So mm-hmm,
2: yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. And no and I'll I'll just throw out there, I mean there are some people right now who are maybe home with their kids. Right. Where um that's a very different dynamic. But for those of us who don't have children at home, um, and it's just, just us grown ups here um, the idea of taking hours in, you know, in the morning and the afternoon, it you know, it doesn't have to be late at night anymore. we not, we don't have to wait till we get home from work if we're, if we're home. But now that we've got that time, uh, how about, you know, making a bed date for most of the day?
0: <laughs> well, that would where be nice. You just, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Why sure, not? Why not? If we can. What, what
2: better thing do you have to do right now? Yeah. If you can, go Absolutely. for it. So I
0: agree completely. Now, one of the things that we were talking about before the show was that how we can some give some advice on how we can spice it up at home And especially um, for couples who need that extra spice because they are either going crazy with their kids at home or they're stressed because they don't have a job to go to. But you need to get into your relationship and you need to spark that intimacy because that's part of our whole well-being and it's needed because we just, uh, you know, we're craving that. And we talked about perhaps making a fantasy date night that might tease and titillate and tempt our partner. So let's get into some things that we might do on a beautiful date night that we could bring back that spark.
2: Okay, but it could be a date morning. Or oh, sure, day.
0: yes. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. <laughs> the times have changed.
2: <laughs> um, so I think, um, again, it can be very helpful to have some conversation if uh, if you're not clear about it, but what are the things that your partner most wants? Mm-hmm. Uh, not what you want, you, you, but your partner most wants. Your partner might want a half hour of cuddling. Uh, your partner might want to take a shower together. Your partner might want to put on music and dance together. Um, or maybe they just want... Um, some non-sexual nurturing touch during the day. Uh, Maybe they'd like to get, even if you're in the same house, you could still send those sexy texts or leave a little note or make them the special food they love. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really about becoming expert at knowing what your partner loves.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And it might be, you know, your partner might like nothing better than for you to say, hey, sweetie, I would just lie back and let me do you.
0: I like that. You don't have
2: to do anything. You are <laughs> off duty, right? Just get really comfortable because we're going to be here for a while and I'm just going to go to town and uh, and dive right in to pleasuring you. I'm, I think most people would enjoy that. Again, your mileage may vary. Um, so how can we... Maybe we want to set up one date where I'm kind of in charge of pleasuring my partner and setting it up the way they like. And then they he's going to set up one that he knows I would like, you know. So, you know, he knows mine might want to start with massage. And I know his probably wants to start with me sucking his
0: dick. Right? Of course. <laughs> when's a guy, right? when's a girl. I, right, a- <laughs> <laughs>
2: so... Um, uh, and make it a surprise. Uh, uh, get dressed up. Uh, take a shower. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. You know, uh,
2: attend to personal attend to personal hygiene, which may have slipped a bit uh, in these times. Uh, so I think, again, it's what can we do to help our partner feel that we're really paying attention to them and knowing, hearing what it is they want and need and finding ways to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And then can we introduce an element of surprise? Uh, What extra delightful thing could I do that would surprise my partner? You know, maybe, you know, um, I'm not a morning person. He's a morning person. You know, maybe one morning I would decide to get up early and, you know, and jump on him. Mm. He would love
0: that. I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think Dave would love that too, but I'm saying it's not actually going to happen either. (laughs) we know ourselves too well (laughs) middle of the night sex yeah oh that'll be the day
1: (laughs) yeah not with that attitude
0: (laughs) right it was kind of funny but the intention is there the thought is there you know that would please him but you just have to kind of get there kind of thing and i know you have a book that's called the succulent sex craft your hands-on guide to erotic mm-hmm. play and practice. So what kind of tips and tricks do you think we anybody could incorporate from your book on that fantasy date night that you've just described?
2: Well, oh, there's so many. Um, I am a big proponent of using your breath mm-hmm. to enhance your awareness and expand your pleasure, but also as a means of connection. So you can either look in each other's eyes or have your eyes closed. You can be sitting... Uh, face-to-face but a little apart or you could be in, in some kind of embrace. But just take a minute and breathe together and, and get into that same breath rhythm. And that, and really we're literally talking just a minute, maybe two minutes, can be an amazing place to start, to open your heart, to feel connected, to slow everything down. So utilizing breath that way is just so simple. Uh, The other thing that I think is very big for anyone and everyone is really learning how to use your pelvic floor muscles. Mm -hmm. Um, Just squeezing them gently and then releasing them and pushing down and opening with them. Just pumping those pelvic floor muscles. Do that along with breathing and add some sounds of pleasure. Adding that anywhere in your arousal journey, anywhere in your just connection journey, just you know, if you're feeling stressed. Just hold each other and breathe together, and uh, and make some you know soft pleasure sounds, so relaxing. Mm-hmm. And starting your sex play from a place of relaxation is a great way to start. Uh, again, it's the slowing down, relaxing getting your rhythms and trained with your breath and your sound and your pelvic floor pump. To me, those are just the uh, three biggest keys to making everything work better.
0: And it kind of makes you feel like you're on the same page as your partner because you're both kind of doing the same thing. Whereas if it's okay, you want you know you want a massage and he wants his dick sucked, you're on a different page if you're getting started. You know what I mean? So uh, if you start on that page where you're both taking those deep breaths and doing your pelvic floor and eye gazing and all the nice soft touching mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. At least you're both together starting the arousal journey together. What
1: if you suck my cock while I was giving you a massage?
0: <laughs> okay, baby. What about the eye gazing? Exactly. <laughs> Where's the eye and, gazing at that? And oh. <laughs> go ahead.
2: But whatever we're doing, massaging, cock sucking, whatever we're doing, we're, oh, we can be breathing and making sense of pleasure and there pumping our
0: pelvic floor muscles. It's the best of all so, the worlds together.
2: Right. So cock sucking and shoulder massaging and breathing, sounding and pumping the pelvic floor muscles. Um, it's, a, it's a potent combination.
0: So, Dave is there. Um, yes. Come on, tell us what we're doing. That's tell, what we're doing. After tell
1: Sherry this. your favorite massage that I give you.
0: You're my pussy massage? When I'm on your back
1: massaging you and I slide my cock in.
0: So my favorite is he sits on my butt while he's on top of me and massaging my back, which I really enjoy very much.
1: Lots of oil. But I
0: really like Mm -hmm. when his cock is just tickling my, I guess, the whole anal sphincter down there, that whole area, and it's just tickling. It's not really going Mm -hmm. anywhere, but I know it's there. I'm aware of it, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's my favorite, that whole feeling of him getting engorged while he's while he's massaging me and then i slide it in yeah. and continue the yes. massage so yes. it's not so know, anything kind of, it's not I,
1: fucking i anticipated a, i
0: know a, it's coming you
1: and know, now so. you're getting a pussy massage with my cock and a shoulder massage with my hands and i'm coordinated <laughs> i'm good here
0: okay and you're not getting a cock massage while you're doing it's it? not about me here it's <laughs> right. all about you <laughs> sure sure, sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh dear that's the story of my life right now So, Sherry, we are come to the end of the show. This has been an amazing time. Thank you so much. But it's time for some final advice. What would you say that a couple could do tonight, even, to help keep the flame of passion hot and smoldering once it's been reignited?
2: I think we need to take the time. We need to value the connection and the erotic spark and, and privilege it. Take that special time to connect. Turn off your devices get get in a in your little cocoon and uh, give give each other pleasure wow. inside that cocoon
0: very nice absolutely
1: well sherry um, it's always a privilege having you on our show, especially on this milestone episode, our two hundredth episode. Um, you always have so much great information, you are like I said, that guru out there who is extremely. Humble, soft-spoken, but with so much knowledge. Um, why don't you tell everyone how they can find you online, your website, social media? Buy your books. Buy your books.
2: Well, uh, I just want to say what a pleasure it's been to be here, and I'm so honored. So thank you so much for inviting me. You can find me anytime by going to my website, which is intimateartscenter.com, Intimate artist plural center is spelled the american way
0: <laughs> okay
2: and uh, and from there you can the, my books are there you can also get the amazon also for them there's online courses there's tons of blog posts and and videos and all kinds of content there so that is a great place to start yeah there you know you could just one of the online courses, wow. and have that be, uh, you know, a, a regular thing that you do with a partner. Because everything I teach, there's always lots of suggestions, lots of exercises, and play shop ideas, and uh, and to help you be, you know, creative in your pleasure and your your loving.
0: That's amazing. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests, and we hope you do too. Visit our website thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about all our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have questions about sex, sexuality, and relationships. And please remember to stay sexy, stay healthy, and follow the suggested protocols issued by your local authorities. Wash your hands and practice social distancing, but just stay home if you can. And continue to listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolanddavid.com.
1: Well, that's it for our show today. Sherry Winston, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: And of course, we want to thank all our listeners for taking the time to listen to our show.
0: And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny.
1: Be safe, take care, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time.